Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. And welcome to TC Live, presented all week long by our friends at Tennis Point. Good Wednesday morning to everyone other than the folks on the West Coast. It's our half-hour post-game show to get you caught up on all the action from Cincinnati and beyond. A lot to get to over the next 30 minutes. Highlights from big Americans, both in stature and size. Taylor and John go head-to-head in our DraftKings Player Pools preview. And John Isner reaching new heights, literally. Welcome into the Santa Monica studios, Steve Weissman, Taylor Townsend, back on TC Live, the late night edition, yes. after hours. Yes, this is the epitome of hurry up and wait. <laughs> <laughs> we've been waiting and waiting, and we've got John Wertheim. It is past 2 a.m. in New York City. John is staying up, get, getting ready to go to One Oak right after the show. How you holding up there, John? Down the block. Hump day. <laughs> this is uh, not how I thought my Wednesday was going to start, but uh, good morning, everyone. Incredible. A 208 finish. What, what's the latest finish you ever had in a match? I played second night match on Ash in 2014 against Serena, and I probably finished around 1.30 a.m. That was like, it was brutal. <laughs> I didn't go to bed till like 4. That's insane. I think this may have been the latest WTA finish of all time. Leighton Hewitt, Marcos Bagdadis, Aussie Open 2008. They finished at 4.34 in the morning. That's insane. Incredible. <laughs> Past 2 a.m., time to do the show. Time to get to the highlights. That means Coco Goff, the 17-year-old, looking for her first win in Cincinnati, taking on Chase Suway, more than twice her age. Taylor, no respect for her elders today. Coco came out on fire. What stood out to you? I think she was super aggressive. You could tell by her court positioning that she did not want to give Suway a chance to open the court. She was really tight on the baseline and was really trying to take control of the points from the very beginning. So she got out to a five-love lead. Then the rains would come. She would be off court for four hours with that five-love lead. Came back on court. Had no issues. What, how impressed were you with the way she was able to respond after all that time off the court? I'm impressed. I mean, she's super match tough. But, I mean, just to be able to refocus and re-energize herself after four hours, that's a long time. So she was really able to come out and refocus herself, recenter herself, stay on strategy, and continue to execute and get it done. At 20 winners, converted five of six break points and finished the match with her 10th ace. Let's hear from Coco. You know, you kind of don't really know what to expect. I would say my dad's scouting report for me today was definitely the least detailed um, it's ever been just because she can bring anything on the court and the way she plays is honestly um, pretty amazing to see. Um, But for me, I think I did well just focusing on my side of the court and, you know, she hits a crazy shot not trying to let that get into my head because she is talented and she will hit great shots. Well, Coco able to get the win. And, John, this sets up a blockbuster second rounder. When we saw the draw come out, we were looking forward to this. Coco Goff, Naomi Osaka, they've played twice before. Each one has gotten a victory. What are you expecting to see tomorrow in a few hours? 
I think Coco Goff knew very much what was at stake uh, with this match. And there's a lot of context here. I mean, Naomi Osaka, we talked yesterday about her press conference that uh, was a bit emotional and got a bit complicated. We haven't seen a lot of tennis from Naomi Osaka. Tokyo Olympics, where we're not a smashing success for her. I think Coco has a real chance to beat a player who's not in great form. And I think also, I mean, we sort of ha have to tread carefully here, but we don't know the, the headspace of Naomi Osaka either. I, I think this could be a real opportunity for Coco. I agree with you, John. I mean, Coco is super match tough. She's been playing a lot of matches, and she's confident in what she's doing. She's very aware of what she's doing on the court and has really kind of cut down on her unforced errors and has really cleaned up her game. So she's trying to peak for the U.S. Open, and she's really kind of getting in form for that. So Naomi really isn't in a good headspace. I mean, we saw her kind of break down the press conference. We really don't know where she's at. So we'll see. I mean, hopefully it's a good and entertaining match, but... Let's see what happens. All right, second on the main court tomorrow, Coco Golf, Naomi Osaka will have it for you right here on Tennis Channel. Meantime, time finalist Simona Halep looking for her first win since returning from a calf injury that kept her out for three months. How did she look to you, Taylor? I thought she looked good at the beginning until she kind of had that injury, but I mean, she looked good. She's such a solid player. Not really much goes wrong with her game, and she's the type of player where even if she's been out for a long time, the reps, it will just kind of get her back into the field of playing matches. But we can see that she was kind of feeling something and got injured a little bit, and that's always tough, but she was able to fight through. Said it was a contracted muscle in her right leg. Said after the match, not really back into match shape right now. So lost that second set, but was able to fight through, take it in the third. Serve came up big today, 11 aces. She talked to Prakash Amitraj after. You took a medical timeout today. It seemed like your upper uh, quad area. Do you end up favoring one and putting some stress on another area? Well, um, yeah, it was uh, long, about three months uh, with a calf injury. So I was very scared to actually come back because it was really painful in Rome. And uh, it was first time in my life when I had this injury. So I didn't know how to manage. But uh, I took enough time to recover and now I feel safe on court. It's just because I didn't play many matches and the muscles, uh, you know, are not uh, fit enough for matches. So uh, sometimes I feel pain. So that's why I took the medical. Not enough match fitness at this point, John. So uh, another little bit of an injury there, but was able to get the victory. How worried are you right now about Simona Halep? Yeah, I mean, I took my cue from her, and I think this was not a, a compensatory injury. This wasn't, uh, you know, a, a nearby area. This was just, as she said, sort of muscles atrophy when you don't play a lot of tennis. I, I think Taylor is right, too. Taylor, who we should point out, Steve, does have a win over Simona Halep mm -hmm. uh, at, at the U.S. Open 2019. But uh, I think Taylor's right, too. She is such a professional, and she has so many years of... She knows her body well. She wouldn't have competed. She wouldn't have kept playing if it were really a problem with the U.S. Open. And I think she'll, she'll get through this okay. And I think just, just getting those matches, as Taylor says, just getting those reps benefits a player like Halep a great deal. Yeah, I agree with you. Halep is one of those players that just needs matches and she needs reps. I mean, nothing really goes wrong with her game a lot of the times. I mean, it's really between the ears. So I think for her, she just needs to work on getting her body right and just keep feeling good. I think her playing through this injury could actually give her a little bit of confidence to be able to trust her body and to be able to say, okay, I can push through this, even though I'm feeling a little bit of something, to really show that I can go deep in two weeks in a slam. All right, Simona Halep gets Jesse Pagula next. Time for the serve bot portion of TC Live. They say it, not us. <laughs> Riley Opelka entering Cincinnati as the top-ranked American man. 
taking on Quarantine Moutet today. A contrast in styles. This was a battle, John. Yeah, and the, the top-ranked American man, and also a career-high ranking for Riley. Over 48 hours before this match, he's playing the biggest match of his career uh, in the final in Canada. And this was a, a nice reset. This was a, a tricky opponent, a flashy opponent. He'd actually beaten Riley Opelka in, the, in their previous head-to-head. -head. And, you know, look at the score. Riley gets off to a nice start, wins a breaker, and then a bit of a lapse gets broken in the second set. Again, this is a guy who's played a lot of tennis. He's not had this kind of context before, not just playing deep into a big tournament, but also then coming to the U.S. hardcourt with a lot of expectations. And he fights through, gets a break early in the third set, and then pulls away. Look at the uh, the inevitable size differential at the <laughs> post-match handshake. That's a nice win for Riley Opelka, though. John Isner would like to reclaim that top American men's ranking, former finalist here in 2013, playing Cam Norrie, John, who's having the best year of his life. 37 wins and counting. What happened today? Yeah, these guys are separated only by five spots in the rankings. And, uh, you know, we, we know John makes his hay on the uh, on the American hardcourts, and that uh, was in keeping with our team. I told him to cut these highlights and not include any John Isner aces. Do you think they obeyed me? Well, he had 25 on the day and did a nice job clawing himself back to the match. Nori actually won more points than John Isner in this match, but a couple of critical breaks for each player. And John, with his 25th ace, advances to play Yannick Sinner. He does. And those aces today got him to a new milestone, Taylor. 13,000 career aces for John Isner. There are only two humans in that club. It is Isner. It is Ivo Karlovich, and John Isner had made no bones about it. He, he wants that record if he can get it. Do you know how many aces you've had in your career, Taylor? No, nothing close to that. Like what? I said earlier, I would just love to be seven feet tall. 179. Oh, that's in not your... bad. I'll take it. 13,000. Yeah, I mean. I mean, we'll take it. <laughs> John, what are you, you making? 13,004 aces now for John Isner. Taylor only has about uh, 12,800 to go. So uh, keep at it. That lefty delivery will serve you well. No, I mean, I think the other thing about these two players, Karlovich and Isner, is they have played very late into their careers. And, uh, you know, John did closer to 40 than he is to 30 and still getting it done. I think Sinner is a big assignment. I think we'll know a lot more about John's game after that match. But, uh, no, that's a real achievement for John. And remember, he also a guy who played college tennis. He did not start at this drill when he was 17, 18 years old. So uh, to, to get that many aces in, uh, you know, a fairly compressed career, good for John Isner. 736 career matches, averages about 18 aces a match. Congratulations, Big John. The 13K club in terms of aces. Much more still to come here on TC Live. We'll head back to Cincinnati, check in with Danny and Prakash for a preview of tomorrow's action. Plus, John and Tay nearly perfect in their picks yesterday. Will they agree on everything today? It's our DraftKings Player Pools preview. It's next. You're watching TC Live.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Taylor, John, Steve, back on TC Live After Hours. Our slate of featured matches starting in less than eight hours. 10 a.m. Eastern Wednesday. Grigor Dimitrov, Alexander Bublik, and then how about Naomi Osaka, Coco Golf for the third time. Mackie McDonald taking on the top seed. Daniil Medvedev, Gal Monfils in action. Muguruza takes on Caroline Garcia. And Sevi Korda for the first time will play Stefanos Tsitsipas. A reminder to download any of the DraftKings apps, enter their free-to-play pools every day of the tournament. All customers can compete for a shot at $30,000 in total prizes. Answer questions like who will win the match, who will have the most aces, and use the code ACE when you sign up today. All right, time now for our DraftKings player pools preview. It's John, it's Tay-Tay. We've got three separate questions today, three separate matches, and we are starting with an over-under. Taylor, we're going to give you the first crack at this one. Yes. Alina Svitolina is playing Angie Kerber. Svitolina has won the last seven matches, six of them in straight sets. Mm. So with that information in mind, over-under 21 and a half games for the match. I'm going over. I was really impressed with Kerber's match against Sakari the other day, and she looked like you know, she was in great form. Sakari is a tough opponent. She makes you play a lot of shots. She's very aggressive from the baseline, which is similar to Svitolina. Mm. So I'm going to go over. I'm saying three sets. All right, John, what do you think? Oh, man, we're supposed to disagree. We're supposed to have some friction here. But uh, I think our esteemed guest gets it again. I mean, I, I think that um, this is the 15th time they've played. And you're right, Steve, a seven-match run from Svitolina. But Kerber playing so well. I think Kerber not only uh, I, th- I think Kerber wins. Not only is this a three-set match, I think Kerber prevails in those three sets. So I'm uh, I'm with Townsend on this one. I think over. All right, uh, agreement once again. We'll see if we can <laughs> get some sort of acrimony here. Uh, Corinne Hatchinoff, Felix Oje Aliasim. They played here two years ago. It went three sets. Mm-hmm. So Taylor, do they both win a set this year? Definitely. I they think both so. Get a set. Yes. The reason I say that is because they both have huge serves, so it's incredibly hard from the break. But Ozzy Alassim is a great returner. Kachanov can be a great returner sometimes. He can go on and off, but he can definitely hold serve. So I think they'll win a set. I think someone will get an opportunity and be able to capitalize on it. So I'm definitely saying they both get a set. All right. So it's going three. John, what do you think? Is it going to be straight sets, or will they both get a set? I think Felix is is due for a win and uh, due for a good win. I, I think Felix pulls us out. Uh, Canadian disappointment tonight with uh, with, with Shapovalov. I, I think uh, I think Felix wins this, and I think he wins in straight sets. So I'll say. Uh, All right. Here, here. Our, our Finally, does not there, get we there we go. Exactly. We will revisit this tomorrow, or actually later today. Uh, <laughs> Yelena Ostapenko is taking on Jen Brady. John, I'll start with you on this one. Who wins? How many sets? The last four sets they've played, Jen Brady has surrendered seven games. She's not just beaten Ostapenko. She's, she's you know, administered beatdowns. I think uh, Brady on hard courts, and I think uh, recent form holds. This could be uh, this could be an hour special. 
Yeah, I agree. Jenny just doesn't have a good game for Ossipenko. You know, it, we talk about matchups, but, yeah, they just don't have good games to match up with each other. Ossipenko wants to hit through the court, wants to hit hard in the points quickly. Jenny has heavy spin, angles, and everything like that. So I'm calling Jenny, and, like, I agree with John. Maybe it could be a quick one. Straight said, only dropped three games earlier this year when they met in Madrid. A reminder, download any of the DraftKings apps for free. You can win $30,000 in total prizes and use that code ACE. When you sign up today, we'll recap the action tomorrow. See who wins. We had one, one uh, category that you all did not agree on. Wednesday's action, it, it is big here on Tennis Channel. 10 a.m. Eastern. That is literally seven and a half hours from now. Our RSN coverage starts at 1 p.m. Eastern. The night session at 7 p.m. Eastern. TC Live will be here whenever it ends. It really doesn't matter if it's 5 a.m., Taylor and myself will be here. Andy Roddick tomorrow night on TC Live. Still to come. It was a rematch. 72 hours in the making. Could Jesse Pagula get a revenge on Camilla Georgie? Townsend, Wertham, Weissman back on TC Live, presented by Tennis Point. These are our regional sports network featured matches beginning 1 p.m. Eastern. On Wednesday, Leif Shires, Jan Michael Gamble on the call. Andre Rublev has won his last three matchups in straight sets against the Croatian Marin Cilic. Yannick Sinner, birthday boy, just turned 20, takes on Big John Isner. Well, on Saturday, Camilla Giorgi beat Jesse Pagula in the semifinals in Montreal on the way to the biggest title of her career. Pagula would get her rematch just 72 hours later. Life on the WTA Tour from semifinal matchup to first round matchup, John. And uh, revenge served best with Grater's ice cream. Yeah, with, uh, I was going to say, with, uh, with seven-way chili and humidity. This was, uh, as you say, 72 hours ago they played Georgie one, but they first met 10 years ago. So these two really know each other's game. I think Georgie probably had a, a bit of a letdown from the biggest week of her career because this was all Pagula. I mean, this was uh, barely a match. She broke serve. Pagula did five of eight service games. And uh, you can wa watch the score for yourself. We're practically watching this in real time because this was... Uh, all Jesse. Uh, three days. She makes a lot of adjustments and uh, comes up with some strategy because uh, this was completely different results. 6-2-6-2 in barely an hour. Spectacular season continues for Pagula. Meantime, Sloan Stevens lost to Caroline Garcia in the first round of this event last year. Would she be able to pull a Pagula and get her revenge, Taylor? No, unfortunately not. I mean, this was a grind. This was such a tough match. They were running each other rabbit around the court, and everyone was just scrambling every point. I mean, it was such a grind. And Gar Garcia really did a great job of fighting to get that first set. Sloan had a break, was able to capitalize on a couple of errors and get the second set. But Garcia was just too tough in the third. They really were battling. Yeah, this match would go on and on and on <laughs> and on. I mean, past 2 a.m., local time and they were still running side to side i mean the energy did not let up no this was a hurry up and wait match <laughs> no but they, they it was both it was great honestly i think this is a positive match for sloan i think she can take 
some positive away from it, to be happy about the energy that she gave and the effort that she gave. And she's on the right track. She's playing really good tennis, and I'm glad to see her able to get some confidence. Speaking of playing good tennis, Francis Tiafo got a doubles win with our Nick Monroe yesterday. Singles got going today against Hugo Bear. Big Foe made the round of 16 last week in Canada. And today, a big win against... Ugo Umber. What did you see out there, Taylor? I was really impressed with Francis's focus. Umber is a very tough opponent. He's confident. He's been playing great tennis. And he's a lefty, so he throws the slice serve out, gets you off the court, and is able to open up the court. But Francis did a great job of capitalizing off of the ground, hitting big groundies to open up the court, and he served well. Was able to close it out in a tiebreaker in the second, posted on Instagram, called The Atmosphere a complete movie. <laughs> they were all going for Big Foe repping the DMV as Tiafo. It's a nice win against Ugo Bear moving on to the next round. Another nice young American, Sebi Corda, coming in career high, 45 in the world, looking for his 23rd win of the season, John. No trouble today against Laszlo Jera. No, and for a 21-year-old, this is sort of a steady veteran performance. Only a few spots separate these two guys in the rankings, but Porta played nice opportunistic tennis, served very well. He won 85% of his first serve points, but also returned well. Won almost twice as many returning points as Jera, the veteran from Serbia. This is just sort of, you know, this is the matches, these are the kind of matches you have to win if you're Porta to get to these later rounds to play on the big courts in front of the bigger opponents. And this was just a, a steady veteran effort. Uh, as you say, Steve, this guy's already won more than 20 matches this year, and we see how. Just sort of a nice, professional, drama-free first-round assignation today. Uh, won more than 80% of his service points. Tough one coming up next, but he's looking forward to it, taking on Stefano Tsitsipas. All right, it is August 17th. Just want to remind you that here in California. But... <laughs> Today was a big day, August 17th. For John, this was yesterday. But on this day is when Steffi Graf first became number one in the world, Taylor. And she was number one for 377 weeks, more than any other human to ever walk the planet. That's amazing. Steffi was such a great player. And she was such a great player. I mean, I really, really enjoyed watching her play. I thought she was awesome, and she's super low-key. I wish we saw more of her, honestly. But, I mean, I'm sure that she's happy, her and Andre. I hope she's doing great. And this was back in 1987 that she first became number one in the world. And then, happy 51st birthday to our Hall of Fame teammate, Jim Courier. Lives in L.A., so still it's within the realm to say happy birthday. John, you can say happy belated birthday to Jim. Oh, we should all age as gracefully. I don't know where Jim's, what coast he's on, but no, happy birthday to Jim. You know, we talked about Steffi. Steffi was born in 69. Jim, obviously, born in 70. Pete Sampras, 71. He was just 50. So I'm thinking 1969 to 1971, those two years gave us, you know, more than 40 years, 40 majors uh, among those three players. And Andre's 1970 as well. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of bounty there, but happy birthday to uh, Jim. Looks, looks good for 51, doesn't he, with that ball cap? Absolutely. We love you, Jim. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Time now for our Tennis Point Tournament summary. John Isner, 13K, 13,000 aces. Just two men have ever done that in their lives. Ivo Karlovic, John Isner. Matteo Berrettini gets a win. First match since that Wimbledon final against Novak Djokovic. And then Mother Nature once again accumulating the most hours on court today. Five of them. But we got in the action, and we got in TC Live. There's more After Hours still to come.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back on Tennis Channel Live, presented by Tennis Point. Take a look at our featured matches beginning Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Incredible lineup here. For more, we send it back to Danny and Prakash in Cincy. All right, Steve back here at the Tennis Channel desk in Cincinnati. Pete, we didn't get a chance to see Ash Barty in action on Tuesday because of weather, but we will see the world number one in action on Wednesday. Absolutely. Now, listen, she takes on Heather Watson, who's certainly no slouch on hardcore. She's picked up a hardcore title in Acapulco. But listen, Barty should be feeling as confident as ever. She was magnificent at Wimbledon, and she's going to be using the whole court to her advantage, as she does. Brilliant serve, use the slice on the backhand. Watson's going to have to play some pretty high-level tennis to keep it close tomorrow. Looking forward to a very exciting and very dry Wednesday day of action over here, Steve. Danny, we are hoping that it is dry. Time for our hot shot of the day. Take a look at Carolina Muhaba near court against Joe Conta. I love this. That's so cool. Even though she lost the point, it looked great. I wish I could do that. Everyone's laughing. You know, you kind of got to laugh at stuff like that. But she's so talented up at the net, and she has great hands. So I, I love this. And she was able to win the match. This was the only time she actually got broken the entire match. But she gets our hot shot of the day. Before... We leave you this morning, tonight, wherever you may be. Final thoughts on Coco Golf taking on Naomi Osaka. Tomorrow should air around 11 a.m. Eastern, maybe noon Eastern. Uh, John, what, what are the keys for both players tomorrow? I'm still trying to figure out why we don't get this in prime time. What a match. But, uh, no, I mean, I think a lot of this is going to be about match toughness. And Co- Coco Golf won her 32nd match of the year today. Naomi Osaka has won 16 matches in 2021. So Coco is informed. She's played a lot more tennis. Big opportunity for her. A lot of history already between these two. But I think the context here is really different from any of their previous encounters. Yeah, I agree, John. I think for Coco, she just needs to control the double falls, really control her serve. I think that's important. And Naomi's just going to have to hit her targets and kind of feel her way into the match. Like John said, Coco is in form. She's been playing a lot of matches. Naomi really hasn't. So I think she really has to just have her head down and focus, hit her targets, and try to play good tennis. She said these are the type of matches she has a little extra fuel for. They make or break you. We'll see tomorrow. Are you going to make your 7 a.m. workout, Taylor? Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. The, cha- the plan doesn't change. All right. <laughs> it doesn't matter how late we work. <laughs> we get in the work in the morning. For Taylor Townsend, John Wertheim, and our entire TC team, I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks so much for joining us on Tennis Channel Live.